0: Spirit, let no shadow of the grave terrify us, and no fear of darkness turn our hearts from you. Reveal yourself to us this day and all our days as the first and the last, the living one, our immortal Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Welcome to church. I'm Jacob. Uh, This is the fifth Sunday. I'm here. And uh, I just want to say God has been good and allowing me to have uh, five Sundays with you. And for the visitors, we welcome you. And if you do not know, our former rector, uh, Pastor Malcolm, uh, resigned from here uh, at the end of uh, last month. And he has been gone for one month now, and we do miss him. And in the meantime, the church is looking uh, to find the next... uh, Pastor to be appointed, and that will take a lot of effort uh, as well as prayers and uh, discernment. So please join uh, uh, the nominators in their efforts and their duties to find a suitable person to be appointed as the rector uh, in the coming years. Uh, for the coming years. So today is uh, Easter, and some of you have been here quite early. I thank you for being so. Uh, prompt and punctual and being long, uh, suffering, patiently waiting for the service to start and we have wonderful songs uh, including those that we are going to sing later on but uh, so far we have been blessed. The gospel that has made me what I am. Uh, today we are uh, again reading the about the resurrection and uh, I want to look into the Epistle passage that was read to us, Paul's writing to the Corinthians. When he wrote to the Corinthians, it was like 20 years after Jesus' resurrection. So that was quite some time later, but he was able to kind of uh, tell us what had happened in the interim. Of course, the Corinthians uh, have uh, now got a church going, because there were missionaries coming, like Paul himself, went to Corinth and preached the gospel. And uh, they were a bit uh, probably wavering and not sure what now, after so many years in, in the faith, so to speak, like many of us, sometimes we get a bit you know, dull and uh, a bit familiar and lethargic. And this is a good passage to remind us. And... Paul started by saying, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you. And the gospel is summarized in what uh, we know as the credo statement that probably formulated soon after Jesus' resurrection. Perhaps after the ascension, which was 40 days after the resurrection, or perhaps after the Pentecost, fifty days after the resurrection. In any case, the Credo statements has given to us the summary of what are the essentials uh, in the gospel. Because we are the gospel church, we are evangelical church, we preach the gospel, but what are in what is in the gospel? And the gospel of course is the good news and Paul reminds the Corinthians and reminds us by this gospel in verse 3, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that is 1, that he was buried, that he was raised from uh, on the third day according to the scriptures, that's 2 and 3. So there are three elements in the gospel, good news, that Christ died, Christ was buried, and Christ rose from the dead. And the rising itself is very, very essential because there are people who deny the resurrection of Jesus, but Paul says it is very, very essential because it authenticates what Jesus has promised earlier on when he was still alive, that he was the resurrection and he was the life, he said. Whoever believes in him will live even though he dies. And everyone who believes in him will never die. And Jesus promised that and we know it is true. And therefore, brothers and sisters in Christ, we fear no death. We don't fear death. And actually, I would say that when death comes, it is a welcoming thing for us because it ushers us into the very presence of God himself. So, in your planning of your mem- memorial or funeral. Uh, do not spend too much time trying the, all the details and make sure everyone sings your favorite hymns or or uh, or the My Ways and uh, and all that. But knowing that we have a life eternal that God has promised. And Paul says the, Resurrection was witnessed, not just by one or two, but by many. And he goes into the list that he has uh, written in 1 Corinthians. I must say, I was a bit disappointed he didn't say about the woman who actually met the resurrected Christ, Mary Magdalene. Ah, so today we are compensated by the gospel and compensated by the musing, by uh uh Kieran pointing out to us that the women were the ones. Yes. The women were at the crucifixion. There are three Marys and uh and uh one Salome and uh, and there were women who prepared the embalmment material to come to the tomb on the third day that is Easter. Preparing Jesus' body again so that it would be buried, it could be buried more properly. And the women who witnessed the empty tomb and Mary Magdalene saw Christ. Well, anyway, Paul went in and said Jesus appeared to Peter and then to the 12. And after that, he appeared to more than 500 people, which I believe was a a Galilean uh, event that Jesus did tell the disciples to meet him there. And in Galilee, we remember uh, Jesus fed 5,000 or more. And from among those people, a 10% came. I think that was quite reasonable. So they uh, met Jesus, the resurrected Christ, and so on and so forth. Many of them still can vouch and testify to what, they have experienced and have seen the risen Lord themselves uh, because they have not died yet by the time 53 AD came and he said last but not the least he appeared to me wow this is something that he has always treasured in his heart Paul he was Saul actually the old Saul who uh, gave approval to the first martyrdom when Stephen was stoned to death um, for preaching the gospel and Saul was standing nearby and gave his approval and he was privileged to be able to give approval because he was a Pharisee at that time and uh, later on he got very powerful authority from the high priest with a letter he went and sought out the followers of the way uh, the believers and brought them back to be persecuted and and perhaps harmed so he was on his way to Damascus and he saw Jesus there was a light there was a sound and he was thrown down on the ground it was very dramatic and there was a voice saying to, to him Saul, Saul why are you persecuting me? And that was his, the revelation that he received. And of course, he was blinded. He was led by the hand into Damascus. And God called another person called Ananias. Go and minister to Saul. Ananias said, he has come to take us to Jerusalem. And why should I offer myself like a lamb to a lion's mouth? And... God said, no, I've called him. He will be my servant and he will preach the gospel also to the Gentiles. So Ananias fearfully went and met Saul and he called him Brother Saul and he laid his hands on him and prayed for him. Immediately Saul began to see because he lost his vision for for a while and the Holy Spirit came upon him and filled him. From there on, He was called into the ministry, he went out and read and researched and he came back as an apostle. So he said, last but not the least, I was untimely born, yet I am called to be an apostle of Christ. So his encounter was very dramatic and he has since been living under the grace of God. Grace is such undeserved favor that God endowed on us. And so here, Saul himself uh, say, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. You know, sometimes in our defiance, we like to say, this is me. I am what I am. Ah, uh, that's not what Paul is saying. Uh, Paul is say, not saying that. Uh, by George, I am what I am. No, he said, by the grace of God, in greatest humility, he says, the grace of God that has made me what I am. And what was he? And what was what, what was he before? And what what he is now are two very complete different persons. He was the persecutor as he recount, he said I have such a zeal for God in the name of God I went and catch these Christians and persecuted them that was me I was so full of myself, I was circumcised on the eighth day, I was born in the top tribe of Israel called Benjamin and I was a Heresy by training, oh, it's me, me, me. Until that moment in Damascus Damascus gate, Damascus gate, he encountered the risen Christ. That's why Paul has to emphasize that the resurrection of Jesus is so important in the total gospel, the total good news uh, about Jesus. Without the resurrection, uh, there is really nothing to back up the crucifixion and the burial. But with the resurrection, we are forced to look at why he resurrected because he was buried, why he was buried because he was crucified. So the good news getting better and better. Uh, As uh, Paul now tells the people, I remind you so that your belief, your faith will not be in vain. You know how often we do things that are vain? And uh, I, I went through many, many, in, in Chinese, we say we hit the wall, or we hit the board. That means I really fall flat on my face. And I'm sure you have some stories to tell me too. Um, but here is Paul, he said, that was me, yeah. If anyone has more confidence in their achievements, I have a lot more. But then he comes to, uh, to the point where he says, But whatever was gained to me, I count as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things as loss compared to the surpassing excellence of knowing Christ Jesus my lord for whom i have lost all things by then he really gave up all his clouds and positions and power and he said i consider them rubbish how about that i considered them i consider them rubbish and uh, gives us a, a lot of encouragement to say yeah I was trained in this and yeah I've done that and yeah I have accumulated so much and can we come to the point like Paul says count them as laws rubbish that was that is drastic isn't it? That I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness from from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God on the basis of Of faith. Of trusting and believing in Jesus. Of faith. And he goes on to say that um, be found in him, not having my own righteousness and so on, in faith that he trusts, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. So the resurrection again comes back to his theology. It's so important, the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, that's when we come to the table of the Lord. The the bread and the cup do not suggest to us of privilege, but to remind us of the suffering and the brokenness of Christ or his... his, uh, his his suffering and his death on the cross that we are sharing uh, when we come to the table. So here he says he's suffering and comforted to him in his death and so somehow to attain this to the resurrection from the dead. Brothers and sisters, by believing in Jesus and following Jesus, our greatest hope, and that is a reality, is resurrection from the dead. Not that, Paul says, not that I have already obtained all this. He didn't say that he has already perfected his spiritual life or have already been made perfect. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize of God's heavenly calling in Christ Jesus. This is the Paul now reminding the Corinthian Christians do not waver, do not seek more addition or subtract something out from the gospel that I first preached to you. And we thank God. I, as an ethnic Chinese, I thank God for Hudson Taylor, who came to China and founded the China Inland Mission. And I thank God for Bible translator called Robert Morrison, who translated the Bible into Chinese. And secretly, he did that. He couldn't be in China and learn Chinese. So he went to Macau and found a Chinese who was willing to teach him Chinese, and he learned that, and he learned it well. I must say the Chinese Bible is so well translated that I, as a Chinese, I say, wow, this is it, this is it. And Morrison was the name. Hudson Taylor was the name. And uh, when communist China took over China in 1949, that's when my own dad had to flee because of uh, coming uh, cleansing, Persecution. The Chinese church had only about, I would think, about 700,000 700, Christians and diminishing because the churches were closed and the Bibles were confiscated and burned and Christian leaders were arrested and imprisoned and many of them lost their lives. Government of China thought, yeah. We can do the church in and get rid of this, they call it, parasite religion. Well, today, conservatively, 70 million Christians in China from 700,000. Who did it? God did it. The Holy Spirit did it. And the Bible was, uh, uh, was uh, allowed again to be printed in China. In 1986, the Bible Society, uh, United Bible Society with a few partners, Finland, UK, Australia, New Zealand included, formed a new tr- trust called the Amity Trust or Foundation. And they got permission to build a plant, printing printing plant in um, Nanjing, In China and for many years they were printing amount of uh, Bibles for distribution both in China and outside of China and today the plant is moved to a new site and as of like three years ago four years ago a new plant was uh, built and uh, no there was more than that that was ten years ago when I went and uh, they are printing you know how many one million Bibles a month Communist China, exporting Bibles. (laughs) The number one exporter of Bibles. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Because of the gospel. Because of people like Hudson Taylor. Because of people like Robert Morrison. Because of what, China partnership and all these other missions that have come in. And a few months ago, a big group of them were kicked out because they're they are tightening tightening the, the net and getting all sorts of information. You go to China, the first thing they will have your face captured under the, their database. So where you go, you will be recognized and known. You'll be tracked your phone. When you have your phone there, your phone will be tapped and you will be known where you have been. So there is no secret when you're in China. Well, why should we have secrets if we go there in the name of Christ and uh, share the gospel? Because that is it. The death, the burial, and the resurrection in a nutshell. You can say that in 15 seconds. So over the dinner tables today, please take a few moments and talk about Easter. Why is is it called Easter? The Passover lamb sacrificed, buried, and rose again on the third day. So Paul, he said, I am what I am because of the grace of God. Friends, who are we? What are we? Why are we here? By the grace of God, we are made We are fearfully and wonderfully made, the psalmist says, right? So you are beautifully, wonderfully, and fearfully made. And also in the scripture, the Lord knew knew you while you were still in your mother's womb. And that's why Paul can say that we are chosen. We are chosen, Ephesians chapter 1. Praise be to God. And the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So we are chosen. You are chosen. Special. You are beautifully made and you are chosen. And you are now given the potential to become a child, a son, a daughter of God. On the last day or the night when he shared meal with his friends, didn't he say that, "You are given the right to become a child of God." You know the right is certain things that something that we all want to have. I'm a J.P. I get a lot of people requesting me to help them sign court papers. And uh, many of them were separations. Two weeks ago, there was a gentleman who came and said, I want to get you to witness my signature uh, for an adoption paper. Ooh, wow, that's good. And he came, he said, I want to do this secretly, so that on his 12th birthday, this will be ready. Wow, I thought that was wonderful. That was wonderful. This boy has been living with his this, uh, stepfather and his mother uh, for like seven years and uh, he even take has taken his stepfather's name uh, put in the record of the school his school record has the stepfather's family name but that is still not his family name but anyway this stepfather is doing this secretly so so to speak but that right to be given to this, young boy now who is almost 12 to be able to not just say, ah, you're my dad but you are my dad. And we have been given that right by God. And the key is to believe in the Lord Jesus. And that ensures us that right to be utilized. So Paul reminds his uh, readers, I want you not to be in vain in all these years of believing the wrong things. Have a, have a check on the list of things that we believe or not believe. And we evangelical boils down to Christ has died. Christ is buried. and Christ has risen. And of course we recite also, he will come again. Which is either the resurrection that we will be given uh, when Christ comes, or we live until he comes. We can see him face to face. And finally, the gospel gets better. Because if China has 70 million, there a lot of other countries still have to hit that target. <sighs> uh, we have only 25, 26 million here in Australia. There's a lot of work for us to do, we know that. And we are uh, called chosen uh, to know God and know Christ and to make Him known. And this is a gospel that gets better and better. I say the good news getting gooder because the good Christians are proclaiming the risen Christ as we go. So hallelujah! I am what I am because Christ has risen. Hallelujah! To God be the glory. I don't know if you know this song, but if you know, please join me. How can I say thanks to all the things you have done for me? The things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels... Could not express my gratitude. All that I am and never hope to be. I owe it all to thee. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. For the things He has done with his blood, he has saved me. By his power, he has raised me. To God be the glory for the things he has done. Please help me live my life. Let it be pleasing, Lord, to thee. And should I gain any praise, let it go to Calvary. With his blood he has saved me. By his power he has raised me. To God be the glory for the things He has done. The Lord be with you.